The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids, it's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. I hope... You are all ready for another awesome show tonight. I've heard from so many of you that you've really been looking forward to tonight's topic, focusing on raising happy, kind, unentitled kids. And as I think most of you know, it's our mission with every On the Right Road program to bring ideas and inspiration, insights, opportunities, and real help and support to all of you amazing teachers and parents and everyone who works daily to uplift kids on the right road. And before we dive in tonight, I just have to say a huge Thank you for all of your wonderful, heartfelt messages that you continue to share with me about how the program is doing just that for you. Um, the messages came pouring in after the March 6th show on creating synergy. And I'd like to take just a, a few minutes here to share a couple of them with you because I want you to feel you know, what you're a part of with this very special Right Road family. So one message that I received this last week was from Megan Horzen. She's a teacher in Wisconsin, and she wrote, quote, Thank you so much for tonight's show. It came at a perfect time for me. I'm in my third year of teaching and have been getting bogged down with all the negativity in education. I cannot tell you how refreshing it was to listen to your amazing show tonight. I feel so ready to take on, a, on the week in a way I haven't in quite a while. Thanks for showing me I'm not an island anymore now that I've found the Right Road family. Oh, that just makes me so happy. And Kelly Spaulding from Wacom elementary in conway south carolina wrote quote i know i keep telling you this but you have no idea how many teachers lives you touch on a daily basis teaching is the most unrecognized job ever i teach in a title one school and i am lucky to fit even fit in educational time because so much time is spent building character disciplining and trying to be a role model I always have believed that if someone believes in you and encourages you, that you will give back 110%. You need to know that you are that person to so many of us across the country. This is a time when so many are dropping out of teaching, not choosing education when our hearts call us there due to low pay and no inspiration. I see you as an inspiration to so many, and you keep the fire burning. You have really inspired and kept so many of us educators going in life. Thank you for your calling and for everything. Keep on keeping on. 
you definitely have changed everything and keep us going going daily this just these messages that you share with me you guys they make my heart so happy and like i always say fuel the fire for us to do that much more to be of of service and support to you and to really continue sharing the joy of the right road family you know as i always like to do i've got a bunch of on the right road teacher listener shout outs that i want to start out with as always i want to honor as many of you wonderful teachers as i possibly can who are listening and each of the teachers who's name and school I mentioned will of course receive one of our fun right road grab bags of school supplies and just as a helpful reference we'll get all of the shout out and giveaway gifts from tonight's show out in the mail to the recipient teachers at their schools the week of March 28th so you should have them very early in April at your at your school and as always there are going to be a lot of recipients tonight so here we go the teacher shout outs for this evening remember as I always like to say as you're listening to all the names and cities and states just remember that you're part of this wonderful right road family and we love you and appreciate you all so here we go Adrian Henderson Cole from Las Brisas Academy in Goodyear Arizona Nathaniel Layer from Auburn Elementary School in Auburn Illinois Kathy Fisher from New Newburn Grammar School in Newburn, Tennessee. Joan Smith from Liberty Elementary in Salem, Oregon. Helen Southall from Marmot Elementary in Marmot, West Virginia. Jason Araki from Pixley Elementary in Pixley, California. Melissa Phelps from Richards Middle School in Columbus, Georgia. Marie Nicole Makovic from Westmoreland Intermediate Unit Young Learners Center Early Intervention Preschool in Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Ha! I got that one out. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> uh, Laura Day from McCloyd Elementary in Jackson, Mississippi. Lynn Westerman from Park Middle School in Kennewick, Washington. Wendy Alicio from Our Lady of the Prairie Catholic School in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Stephanie Brown from Zamorano Elementary in San Diego, California. And you guys, I received so many requests for special shout outs tonight. And I'm going to, sh- I hope this is okay, but you guys have been sharing your heart. And, and I've got like a bunch of prayerful and congratulatory shout outs. Um, so wait till you hear this. Um, Teresa Moore from Rock Springs Elementary in Laverne, Tennessee, asked if I could give a special shout out to her teaching partner, Candace Stanley. Her son passed away in a motorcycle accident two weeks ago, and she just asked if the Right Road family, if all of you guys could be praying for Candace and her family and their school, it would be such a blessing. So our prayers are with you, Candace. Also, Christy Flynn from South Grant Elementary in Dry Prong, Louisiana, said her niece is going in to have major ear surgery tomorrow. So if you could pray that her hearing will be completely restored, we'd all appreciate that. Also, some wonderful, great news. Shannon Torres from Delalam Charter in Kansas City, Missouri, shared that her eight-year-old son was baptized tonight. And Shannon hurried home so she could listen to On the Right Road. So congratulations to your family on that very special event for your son. Beth Ogden from North County Intermediate in Deloche, Missouri. It's her anniversary tomorrow, and she asked if I could give a shout-out to her husband, Ralph, who's also a teacher at the high school there in Deloche. So congratulations to both of you. Michelle LaFay from Frost Middle School in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. Her granddaughter, 
Aria Rose was just born this past week, so congratulations to you, Michelle. Also, Peyton Dockery from Pilot Elementary in Greensboro, North Carolina. It's her fifth wedding anniversary with her husband coming up this week. Congratulations. And Thuy Patterson from Roosevelt Elementary in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Let me know that her student teacher, who's just been such a blessing, it's her last week coming up. Her name is Liz Olson, and she asked me to give her a shout-out. So (laughs) I'm sorry I'm going on and on, but I think it's so important that we're there for each other and we celebrate for each other. So blessings to every single one of you. Welcome to every single one of you listening tonight. I have surprises and giveaways popping up everywhere throughout the program tonight. So thank you all for tuning in being, and being with me here this evening. And again, tonight's theme is raising happy, kind, unentitled kids. So before I dive in tonight, I've got the first awesomely related giveaway. And this one, it's kind of cool. It's open to all teachers and parents in the United States listening to On the Right Road right now. First, as you know, I always like to do to make sure, especially if you're new to On the Right Road, whenever we do our giveaways on the show tonight, make sure that in addition to the simple uh, um, details that will be in our Facebook post giveaways, make sure that you also include in your entry comment the code word listening. Actually write, type that word as part of your entry comment. That will officially enter you because the giveaways are only open to On the Right Road listeners. So include that code word listening. So here's our first giveaway. I've got 10 Right Road Kindness Kits And each is filled with fun note cards, stickers, pens, postage stamps, and other surprises to help your kids learn to share kindness and gratitude in fun, uplifting ways. So there will be 10 teacher and or parent recipients, and each one will receive one of the kindness kits for your kids. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines. Marcy's going to pop that post up right now on our Facebook page. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce those 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And remember to include that code word listening as part of your entry comment as well. As always, this is just the first of all the fun giveaways tonight, so keep that Facebook page close. And just a quick note that if you're listening after our live program tonight on Sunday, March 20th, The giveaways will, of course, be closed, but that's okay because you know we have daily fun happening for all of you. Okay. Before I introduce you all to my wonderful guest this evening, I'd like to share a few thoughts with you as a lead-in to our topic, again, which is raising happy, kind, unentitled kids. And the buzzword that is really going around the country right now is that big word, entitlement. And as we all know, what that basically means is the idea that life owes somebody something without that person having to work for it. And because of a lot of reasons, including what I believe has been become known as helicopter parenting, where parents end up sort of hovering over their kids, wanting to make sure that everything goes perfectly, making sure that they don't have any problems, making sure that they have the very best of everything. But because of that, Entitlement is now at an epidemic proportion in our kids' lives. And what's happening is that kids are actually missing out on some of the best things life has to offer because of it. Like 
working really hard to earn something and having a sense of real accomplishment and the empowerment that goes with that. And what else is happening is that not, it's not only affecting kids and families, it's also carrying over and permeating school climates and causing challenges in schools as well as homes. <laughs> and I can see every one of you teachers nodding your head going, yes, it is. <laughs> so parents and teachers who are so often second or surrogate parents to kids these days both are needing to figure out how to address this entitlement issue big time. And that's exactly what I want us to be able to do together tonight. So listen to this. Here's a perfect example. And I don't believe this was coincidence. I believe this was synergy going into tonight's program. Get this. I was in a store with my son after school one day this past week. We were just shopping for groceries, and my son picked up a ball that was in the wrong place in the store. So he started bouncing it, and he asked if he could get it. And, of course, I said no, he didn't need it. So we actually talked about how cool the ball was and how cool it bounced and everything. And I also remember mentioning to him that everybody can't always get what they want because if they did, Certain things wouldn't mean nearly as much if people worked for them. And it was kind of cool because it was a really nice, unplanned, what I call Micah and Mommy conversation. So then we get to the checkout. And as we're checking out, behind us in line was a family. And they had a, a boy, I would say he was about five years old. He was lying in the store cart crying, whining, throwing a tantrum about everything. And I, I can picture the mom. She was trying to cajole him, trying to bribe him with treats, trying to just kind of shush him any way she could. She was looking up so embarrassed, but he was not having any of it. I mean, and I, I want to preface this with the fact that each situation, as we all know, is different. And certainly that child may have had health challenges that made it hard for him to handle some things. Or maybe like happens with all of us sometimes, the boy may have just been completely overtired and needing a nap. <laughs> we all know how that is. But my gut told me, because of how the mom was handling it and how she was just looking like with this frantic, paranoid look on her face, I just feel like chances are it was an entitlement issue. The boy didn't get what he wanted, so he just lost it to get attention, to get what he wanted, and to be heard the only way that he knew and had learned how to be heard. So the situation, it, it goes on, it gets better. It actually opened the door for a wonderful conversation in life's teaching moment with my 11-year-old son. On the drive home, I shared with him that what we just saw and heard with that boy was why daddy and I don't just say yes every time you ask for something like the ball. Because if we did, you'd never know how to deal with it if something didn't go your way or if something took extra work to accomplish. And it was cool because I was able to express how if we gave him everything every time he asked for it, we would actually be making his life much more difficult and unhappy like the situation it seemed that boy was in. And it was a very brief conversation but it provided a really cool connection moment with my son. And as I've been thinking about it throughout this week, preparing for tonight's program, what just kept popping into my mind has been that 
not only do parents and families in a situation like that have to deal with all that's involved that's happening with the child like that boy, but it spills over to teachers and classrooms environments in ways that people probably don't even think about. Entitlement affects everything and everyone in a child's life. So here's the thing. We've got to figure out how to work together to address this entitlement epidemic. And boy, do I have an amazing guest tonight. I mean, it's just unbelievable. She is going to help us do just that. So here's the thing. What happened in the, in the situation in the store is actually the perfect lead-in to the introduction of my extraordinary guest this evening and talk about synergy. My guest, her name is Amy McCready. And she's a nationally recognized parenting expert and founder of Positive Parenting Solutions. She's also the best-selling author of two extraordinary books. One, If I Have to Tell You One More Time, and the other one, The Me, Me, Me Epidemic. Amy is a champion of positive parenting techniques for happier families and well-behaved kids that I feel what she believes in perfectly transfers over to teachers and classrooms and schools and as well. She's a Today Show contributor. She's been featured on tons of shows, including CBS This Morning, CNN, MSNBC, and Rachel Ray. And in what she calls her most important role, she's also the proud mom of two amazing young men. And I know she's going to be such a blessing beyond measure for all of us in so many ways this evening. I'm absolutely thrilled and honored to welcome Amy McCready to On the Right Road. Welcome, Amy. Well, Paula, thank you so much. It is truly my privilege to be with you and all of your listeners tonight. Oh, I'm just, I'm so excited to talk with you and to dive into this topic. And I guess I really need to start with why was this issue of entitlement so on your heart to address? I mean, the passion that you have for it has had to have come from somewhere. Well, it's so funny. I was working on my second book and my, I was, it was going to be a book about teens and strategies for teens. And you know how sometimes you're just not feeling it? And I yes. thought, you know, I just don't feel like I am called to write this book about teens. And it just, one day it just hit me that, you know, the topic that comes up over and over and over again in my work with parents and in talking with teachers and, and anytime I'm doing media, it's always about this issue of entitlement and, and what has changed and why are kids so entitled. And so I just felt like this is something that I need to write about. And I have two young men, you know, they were teenagers still when I was writing this book. And, you know, just because I'm a parenting educator, you know, I still struggle with all of the same issues that all other parents do. So I knew it was an important topic for society, but it was also something that, you know, we struggled with in our family day in and day out. So uh, it just seemed like a good topic to write about. Well, and and what does, for, for parents and teachers that are listening, because you have to know what something looks like before you can address it, what does entitlement look like? And I guess I should ask, was the story earlier that I shared about the boy and the cart in the store, was that a good picture of it Absolutely. in your eyes? And the, yes, but you know what I love, Paula, that you you said, you know what, this kid could have just been having a bad day. There might have been other issues. Because so often right. when we see that happen, we, you know, just naturally we rush to judgment. So I was so glad that you, you made that point. But that, that scene that played out is very often what entitlement looks like. Sometimes it's about stuff. You know, the kid wants stuff and, and you know, throws a fit until he gets what he wants. Um, but sometimes it's, you know, the child who expects to be 
pampered, wants parents to do things for them when they're perfectly capable of doing it for themselves, uh, doesn't take personal responsibility, blames others, can't handle disappointment, um, you know, feels like the rules don't apply to him, no matter how much he has, always wants more. So entitlement can present in a number of different ways. And, you know, truth be told, any kid on the planet has any of those symptoms that I just mentioned from time right. to time. But if we're seeing a consistent theme, you know, consistent behaviors or a reoccurring theme, then we know we might want to, you know, dig into this a little bit further. Well, and I, I think, you know, it's like we have to look at, well, where is this coming from? You know, and I think one of the biggest things, you know, we could talk about this for 17 hours because there are so many <laughs> aspects to this. But it seems to me, and I think parents, we need to hear what I'm, this sentence that I'm going to say, and Amy can elaborate on it. But I think, in my perception, is that no, not being in parents' vocabulary enough is a huge thing these days. Is that a big chunk of why this is happening? Yes, it really is. And, you know, I'm sure you've seen, you know, parenting has changed so much, you know, over the past several generations. And, and now, you know, I, I think a lot of parents, we have very close relationships with our kids. We're very much engaged in their lives, and, uh, and that's a great thing. But very often we're, we're so invested in their happiness we don't want them to experience any discomfort or distress. Um, and so in, in light of that, we tend to say no when we, or excuse me, we tend to say yes when we should say no. We, yes. we do things for them. We rescue all of those things. So, you know, all of this happens from a very loving place, but it's one of those, you know, too much of a good thing can be toxic. And I think that's what ends up happening. Well, you know, and I look back to, you know, with my parents, we, whenever we walked into a store, you know, once we were three years old, we, we knew, no, you don't even ask. It mm-hmm. just was. And I think that kids respect those boundaries. So I think, okay, it might be a little uncomfortable at first for if parents are in the habit of kind of giving in, you know, it's a little uncomfortable at first. But I think once you start doing it and you see the response of the kid, they're looking for those boundaries and they actually, it, it helps them. I mean, it's it's so weird. It seems backwards, but it works, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think, you know, you started to ask about kind of why this is happening. You know, particularly, you know, in the past 10 years with the Internet and technology and everything else, there is immediate gratification for just about everything. We don't wait for anything. Right. And I think that really impacts our parenting. So instead of taking the... Um, you know, the longer-term approach of, you know, letting the child deal with disappointment and having to deal with the embarrassment that comes from the tantrum in the grocery store and all of that, we look for the quick fix. Right. So we, we say yes, we give them the treat, whatever we need to do to get through that moment just because that's a whole lot easier. It's that short-term parenting versus our, our long-term job of parenting. Well, and so, okay, so what I want to dive into now is what to do, because now we see the picture of what the situation is, and teachers and parents, I know you can relate to all this, but now let's dive in a little bit to what we do. In in your book, The Me, Me, Me Epidemic, you share a whole bunch of what you call unentitlers, and these are really the keys, right, like a toolbox that parents and teachers can go to. They're like the tips of the trade (laughs) that Mm -hmm. can, can make all the difference. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And no matter where you are in terms of entitlement, whether you have a full-blown case at your house or you're just thinking, oh, we might be getting there, 
these tools can absolutely help. And I don't want parents to feel there's a lot of tools in the book. I don't yes. want parents or teachers to feel overwhelmed by that. You start with one and then you add another and another. But all of these things will help the child become more capable, independent, resilient, grateful, all of those things that we want to see in our young people. Okay, so you, you, this is perfect. You, you mentioned that it can be overwhelming to look at all of this and, oh my gosh, where do I start? So let's help everybody start somewhere. You know, whether it's, it's, you just see a snippet of it happening or if it's gotten way out of control. Where do p- parents and teachers start? What's the first unentitler? That, you know, when they go into their day tomorrow, this is going to immediately start helping in their family, in their classroom situations. Well, the very first one that I always start with when I'm working with parents or teachers is called Mind, Body, and Soul Time. And the reason this tool is so important is because it gives kids what they are actually entitled to, and that is us our time, our attention, our unconditional love. And so I'll explain it two ways. One, kind of how parents can implement this tool and then how teachers can implement this tool. Great. So at home, mind, body, and soul time is one-on-one time with a child. So 10 to 15 minutes per day of one-on-one time. Family time is great too, but this is different. That's like what I was calling about the mommy and Micah time. Yes, exactly. Well, that's exactly. We, that's what we call it. Micah and mommy or mommy and Micah time. And we call it that. And I hope that we call it that when he's 16 and when he's 25. Perfect. Okay, sorry to interrupt, but No, yay. no, but that's, <laughs> but that's exactly it. So during that time with Micah, you are totally present and focused and, and into it in mind, body, and soul. So you're your iPhone is in the next room, you're, you're not, you don't have the TV on, there are no distractions, it's all about that child. And so for that 10 minutes, that child knows that there's nothing more important in the world than the time that you're spending with him. Yes. And what will happen, and I, I, this is one of those things, Paula, I can guarantee, when you start doing mind, body, and soul time daily for 10 or 15 minutes, you will start to see behavior improve. You'll start to see kids being more cooperative. They'll be more willing to help out. You'll see less of the back talk and the sassy attitude, all of those frustrating behaviors that make us want to scream. Those things will start to fall off the radar because we are giving kids what they need at a core emotional level and what they are entitled to. Which is, now, in the class- which is, that, which is that belonging and significance. When exactly. that need is met then they don't need to search for other ways to fulfill that, correct? Absolutely. So in the book, I talk a lot about belonging and significance. We yes. are all hardwired to belong, with that emo- to, to have that emotional connection, and we're all wired to feel significant, to make a difference, to contribute in meaningful ways. And that also applies in the classroom. Now, a teacher can't spend 10 minutes with one child. Right. However, if you... It would be wonderful if you could do this with all of your students, but I always say, you know, find the ones that um, tend to be maybe a little bit more disruptive in the classroom. You know, we know that kids who need encouragement the most, you know, get it the least. Right. So that child who tends to be maybe a little disruptive or difficult, although I hate the label, um, if the if the teacher first thing can go and do like a mini mind, body, and soul time, so maybe just 30 seconds, of eye-to-eye, down at their level, some physical touch if that's appropriate, like, how did your soccer game go last night? Or, 
you know, how was the band concert or whatever it is, but just find some way to emotionally connect um, on a personal level. That little hit of mind, body, and soul time in the classroom can make a huge difference. Or at at lunch, in the cafeteria, whatever it happens to be. I totally agree. This is, this is, you know, without even realizing it, after I read your book, I'm like, this is what Right Road Kids does. You know, mm-hmm. I can do an assembly with 500 kids in the room. I can be in a classroom with 35 kids whom I've never met. And what I try to do is aim for those short blasts of what you call mind, body, and soul. And I, I just call it that connection, you are special time. And mm-hmm. it can be a glance. It can be a three-second glance where you just, where they see your heart and you see theirs. And so I think teachers, if you can aim, it, it, it's like if, if certain kids are always getting it and others can't, aren't, I think if you can, throughout the period of a week, Aim for at least one short blast of that mind, body, and soul time with each student at least once a week. I think that incorporating that into the classroom, that idea and that goal will shift some behavioral problems and the entitlement issues that might be happening in your classroom. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're so on the same page here, Amy. I just love this. So, well, it was so funny. I- Oh, go oh ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paula. Well, I just want to mention, you guys, that we've got something very special tonight. We're going to take some live call-ins. Marcy's going to put up a post right now on our Right Road Kids Facebook page that has the number, and it's toll-free. The number's 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's one 3469141. And as always, if you're a teacher and I'm able to take your call and you're live on the air with us, I'll send you a wonderful Right Road School Supply gift pack. So ready, set, call. And while we're getting some of you on the line, um, Amy, let's dive into a few more of these unentitlers, okay? And, and I want to, there's so many wonderful ones, but what I'd like to do, I think, is really touch upon some, if it's okay, that have really made a difference in our family. And like I kind of mentioned before, We just really built them into our daily lives from the get-go, really as part of our parenting philosophy. And when I read your book, it was so wonderful because they were defined right there on the page, and they work. So if is that okay, Amy, if we kind of touch upon a few more here? So, okay, so the next two, I'd kind of like to group these together because I think they kind of go hand in hand. They work together. And that's taking time for training and also family contributions, which also transfers over to the classroom, quote, family, because classrooms become family units as well. So tell us about those two, Amy, if you could. Yes, these are so important. And and let me just back up for one quick minute. We were talking earlier about sort of the reasons for the entitlement epidemic. And one of the sort of societal reasons for the entitlement epidemic is the fact that we actually don't need our kids to contribute in the family for our family to function. You know, think about three generations ago when we lived on farms, like everybody had to pitch in, everybody had to collect eggs and milk cows and all of those things. So kids felt very significant. They became very capable. They developed important skills. But we don't really have that today. And so what tends to happen is that... um, Kids, you know, complain about having to contribute, and we stop asking because, frankly, we just don't want the hassle. So these two tools that you just mentioned really get to that piece. Uh, They get to skill development and also helping kids with that sense of significance, which, of course, unentitles them. So the first tool you mentioned is take time for training. 
we really have to be very intentional as parents in terms of training. Now, to teachers, of course, this, you know, just, it's just the way you operate. <laughs> but with parents, we tend not to do that. So what I recommend that parents do, and I give them this list in the book by age of all of the different tasks that kids can be doing around the house that really make a meaningful contribution from the age of like 18 months on. I love it. And so if we could be thinking, you know, I like for parents to pick one thing a week, some new task, skill, family job, whatever it is, uh, maybe it's even, um, you know, gratitude and manners, tape, whatever it happens to be. Right. You have some training focus for the week. And so you're always training your kids on new things. And as it relates to household tasks, you know, each year they're becoming more and more proficient in things that they can do around the house to contribute. So by the time that child leaves for college or to the military or their first job, they can do basically any task that has to be done around the house, you know, changing air filters, checking the, you know, whatever, you know, the plumbing, whatever has to be done around right. the house because they've been learning all along. So those, those two things are really important. And the other thing that I would just say about family contributions, a lot of people call them chores, and I just can't stand the word chores because <laughs> I don't chores, think kids can either. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're drudgery, right? Nobody right, wants to right. do chores. But when you call them family contributions or classroom yes. contributions, that says, wow, you really make a difference. And without you, our family, our classroom community could not function. So that just, I, I think, oh. really puts a different perspective on it. It does. And you know what? Kids are looking for this because it does give them that significance. And, and I've just got one example from our household. My son, when he was... Uh, I would say about four years old, one of his uh, family contributions started to be to empty the dishwasher. Now, of course, when he was four, we would go in and take the sharp knives out first. We would take the glassware out first. But he was, you know, and we showed him how to do it. And, and he'd get up on a little stepping stool and put the cups away himself. You know, I mean, it, cutest thing. So we got to kindergarten. When he got to kindergarten, I remember distinctly one other parent. I don't know how it came up, but I was like, oh, yeah, Micah needs to do the dishes first before, you know, and the parent just looked at me and said, what are you talking about? Your son does the dishes? We can't even get my son to, you know, <laughs> pick up his shirt. And I said, of course. And she said, well, how do you? I'm like, we just showed him how. We took the time to train. And then that's part of his family contribution. So, I mean, it. what you're talking about absolutely works. And I'm not saying that my son is thrilled to do the dishes all the time, yeah. but I do know when he's done, he ha he's, he's standing tall like I did something important to help the family. And, and so parents and teachers listening, it, well, teachers know this, like you said, Amy, but parents, kids can handle it. They can handle more than we even imagine sometimes. It's just if we take that time to train, that's what gives them the stepping stones to be able to do it. So don't be afraid to train them. And, and if they're only doing half of it or a third of it and you're helping them, that's fine. So oh, exactly. I, I just I can't say enough about your book, Amy. This is unbelievable. Okay, so let's dive into one more. And then I've got another giveaway. Let's talk a little bit about the unentitler that you call encouragement, which is different than praise, right? Yes. And this is... Oh. This is so important. This is just 
one of the, I, I think makes such a big difference in terms of unentitling our kids. So let me just talk about that difference. And, and many of your teachers probably already know this, um, but praise is really focused on the doer. So, oh, you're such a good boy, you're such a good girl, or, you know, you're so awesome, or you're the best, or you're so smart. These very um, sort of empty phrases that we, we use to make our kids feel good because we, we want to, you know, improve their self-esteem and so forth. But it, it just really doesn't give them anything that they can take and repeat, where encouragement is much more specific. You know, thank you for the hard work. You must feel so proud of your improvement. Um, you know, it's, it's focused on the process rather than the end result. So instead of jumping up and down because the kid got an A on the spelling test, you talk about, you know, all the time that you put into practicing your spelling words and all the time that you took writing them over and over again. And you really focus on the, the steps that it took to make that outcome happen rather than the final outcome. And the reason that's so important, again, teachers know this, but down the road in honors chemistry, you know, that might just be really kicking that kid's butt, but he can still feel good about how hard he worked and the fact that he went for extra study help with a teacher and all of those things, even though the grade wasn't quite the outcome that he had hoped for. Well, and you have a quote in your book by author Carol S. Dweck that I love. It says, more than three decades of research show that a focus on effort, not on intelligence or ability, the focus on effort is the key to success in school and in life. And, you know, today my son's baseball team, I, uh, my son is like one of, that's his thing. I think it's so important that each child find their thing. And for him, it's baseball. And he goes out there and he's a rock star every time he plays. Today, he had difficulty pitching, which never happens. But he had to work through it. You know, I, I, I didn't, go, you know, I didn't go up to him and say, um, oh, it wasn't your fault. And the ump was calling bad pitch. You know, it was mm -hmm. like he had to learn. And, and the thing is, he stood there. He didn't cry. He didn't get, you know, overwhelmed by it all. He just, he, he handled it like a champion. And I, and I told him afterwards, you know what? How you handled that is going to help you in life. The effort that you gave to not let that get to you is what is going to help you succeed in whatever you do, you know, and so it wasn't focusing on the, this pitch or that pitch or, you know, it, or, or cutting somebody else down because he had a tough time, you know, it, does that make sense? Am I saying it uh, right? Oh my goodness. I wish I could just have recorded what you said. That was just so beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think about the classroom. Um, I had a, a phone call with a mom this week and really struggling because the child was having difficulty in school. And I said, well, what has been happening at school? What have they done? And she said, well, they've taken my son and they've um, put him kind of over in the corner of the classroom. So basically isolated the child from the rest of the class. And, and he has to sit there because I guess he's having trouble behaving in the classroom environment. And I thought, first, my heart just broke for that child. But I thought what he really needs there's probably a lot of things that he needs, but he needs encouragement. And Jane Nelson, who I'm sure you know, um, is the author and co-author of all of the Positive Discipline books. Um, she had a quote, which I'm probably going to butcher a bit, but um, what she always said was that 80% um, of a student's success is based on his perception of, does the teacher like me? Yes. 
And it's that perception, it's, but that encouragement, like that can just, you know, does so much for a child rather than, you know, having them go sit outside in the hallway or whatever it is. Right. We can take the time to encourage and that little bit of mind, body, and soul time and the training. And I know all that takes time and teachers are so strapped as it is already in terms of their time with the responsibilities. But just, I, I just don't want us to lose focus on the power of encouragement for a child's classroom behavior. Absolutely. And it's going to help them, like even with my son, and I don't want to belabor this today, but, you know, I just, it was hard for him and he needed his quiet time to work through it after the game. But I think the things that I said to him made him realize, you know what, I got through that, I can get through anything. Mm-hmm. You know what, it's going to, I can handle anything. And that's the, empowering our children like that is what it's all about. So Amy, stay on the line. We're going to take a few listener call-ins in just a minute. Um, but I have giveaway number two, and this one is in honor of you, Amy. This giveaway is open to all teachers and parents in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I've got two of Amy McCready's wonderful The Me, Me, Me epidemic book, which is honestly like gold. And I'm also adding to it eight of my The Bellows Bunch children's chapter books. So there will be 10 teacher and or parent recipients, and each will receive one of the books. So Marcy's going to pop that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post. It'll be open until just after the show ends, till uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce those 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And remember, even if you included the code word listening in the first giveaway, make sure that you also jot that as part of your comment in this giveaway too. That will officially enter you. So, oh, I'm so excited, Amy, to do this. Let's take a couple of call-ins. Um, and you guys, if, if you get on the line here with us today, make sure to go to the Right Road Kids Facebook post with that little phone on it picture and jot your school, city, and state in a comment so that we know where to send your school supply gift pack. And now I see that we have a caller, Patty, from Carolina. I'm not sure if it's North Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Patty, welcome to On the Right Road. Thank you. Are you, um, are you a parent, Patty, or are you a no, teacher? No, I'm a teacher. And what school do you teach at? I teach at two schools. I teach at Fairfax Elementary, and I teach at Allender Elementary. I'm the resource teacher at both you elementary are, schools. You're my friend Patty Campolongo, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, see, we know our Right Road friends. Patty, yes, ma'am. What's, what's your question tonight? I'm so glad that you called. I want to know, how do you politely ask a parent to back off when they're hovering too much over their child and it's interfering in the school? Like if they are constantly coming up and wanting to talk to you, even though they know when your planning period is or when they can talk to you, but they want to come anyways, or just, you know, trying to take up your time. Uh, yes. Great question, Amy. I'm going to let you ter- take that. And, and um, Patty, I'm going to ask if you can turn the volume down on your, <laughs> you've got the show on in the background and we're hearing it here on the air. So Amy, go ahead. What a great question, Patty. Thank you. Well, okay. Patty, first off, thank you for the wonderful work you're doing in the classroom. And thank you for that question. And I know, I, I, think, with teach- I think teachers have a bigger struggle with parents than they do with the students most weeks. But um, I think, Patty, you just have to be very, um, very clear in your boundaries. When it's okay to contact you, when it's not, um, 
just like you would have very clear boundaries with one of the students, I think we have to do that with parents as well. And as a parent, we will respect that. Uh, the other thing that I think, unfortunately, you sometimes, you know, you kind of get into the role of uh, training the parents, but really, when you're working with parents, talk about that short-term versus long-term view of parenting. And yes, in, in the short term, I know this is difficult for your son. I know that you're not happy about the situation or he's not happy about it. But this is really important for his learning and his skill development and the resilience that he's going to um, gain by going through this experience. So I think just reminding parents of the short-term versus long-term jobs they have to do um, is is kind of is really helpful when it comes from the teacher because we parents we listen to what you have to say and if you're telling us you know I know this is hard but this is in this child's long-term best interest hopefully we'll listen to that and back off a bit well and I think sometimes um, Patty maybe you're talking about too the situations where the parents aren't listening because it's the, the climate has kind of shifted in our country where now a lot of finger pointing goes from parents to the teachers instead of uh, addressing issues with their kids. And so the teachers are just like, I'm not sure what I can do or how I'm supposed to handle it. Is that how you're feeling, Patty? Yes. Okay, so yeah. here's a suggestion that I've found to be very, very helpful. Even before the school year starts, and you know, now you're knee-deep in the middle of the school year, so maybe you can do this over your spring break, is to send a communication and, and like what Amy just said, just lovingly make it very clear from the get-go, you know, here's how we function best, here's what's best for the kids. If you have a question, if you have a comment, could you talk to me during this time and lay it out like sometimes we think, geez, I feel kind of silly even having to say this. Am I, am I like sounding dumb to making the parents feel dumb by saying this? But I don't think so. It's clearly defining what your guidelines are, not only to the kids, you know how you do that in the classroom with the kids, but also define your guidelines with the parents from the get-go when you can even before school starts. But now going into this last kind of trimester of the school year, take some time over spring break, get your thoughts together write them down and send an email blast out somehow and let them know or give them a letter you know something something lovely something from the heart where you're not cutting them down where you're not you know but you're just sharing from your heart what works best and why it's best it, everything Amy said but make that communication clear because sometimes it's not clear to parents even though we think it is D does that help Patty yes ma'am awesome you. well I'm, I'm so Glad that I got to hear your voice. I'm so excited. Patty's been a Right Road friend for a long time, and this is the first time I've heard your voice, and I'm just so thankful that you called. Thank you, Patty. And thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Have a great day, okay? You too. Thank you, Doc. You're Bye -bye. welcome. So, Amy, is there any final message from your heart that you'd like to share with our amazing On the Right Road listeners this evening? Oh, well, yes. But can I just mention one other quick thing to Patty? Sure, sure. Um, so, as that communication, one of the things that I would love to see her do is tell the parents, before you come to speak to me about an issue, I want your child to have already spoken to me about it. I like because that. I think we have to give kids the, uh, the encouragement and, the, and start developing their skills so they can go and address the adult in a respectful way. It shouldn't be the parent who's bringing up this issue first. We want the child to do that first. 
And even the youngest children, I think we can have, you know, start them doing that. That's like on the baseball team, too, that the, a good coach will always encourage the parents mm-hmm. to stay in the sidelines and have the kid, if you want to play a different position, come in. I want the child to come and talk to me. That also empowers them. That's, I think that's an unentitler, too. It's not saying mommy and daddy are going to fix everything when it's challenging, you know? So I like that. Thank you. So what's your final, you know, in three sentences, Amy, from your heart, the message that you want to kind of have everybody take with them tonight from from all you have to share? Well, I, I think my message for parents would be to just remember how much influence you have. And remember that long-term role of parenting that we want to take. The most important thing we can do is give kids what they're truly entitled to, and that is us, our unconditional love, our time, our attention, when we are fully devoted and, and present in mind, body, and soul. But also working on the skill development and taking responsibility and letting them experience disappointment and, and upset and, and difficulties because that's going to help foster the resilience that they're going to need down the road. So all of these things are difficult in the short term, but yes. truly it's the best thing for our kids in the long run. And just kind of go through the tools in the book one by one, and each one is going to start to really move you in terms of uh, going in the right direction for where you want that young person to be down the road. Amen. I, I mean, you said it so beautifully. So I want to make sure that people know, Amy, what is your website? How can they reach you? Well, my website is positiveparentingsolutions.com. And they can go to our blog and read articles. And there's tr- you know, free training there, lots of things that they can um, tap into that would be helpful at home. But a lot of those tools and, and the blog posts can also be used in the classroom as well. Well, and the blog is how I found, how I learned about you. So absolutely, go to PositiveParentingSolutions.com to check everything that Amy has to offer out, and I just can't say enough about it. Thank you so much, Amy. I just, I, I really feel like I want to talk for hours and hours and hours with you. I wish we had more time, but you're, you're such a blessing, and thank you for being on the right road and sharing with us all this evening. I'm so grateful. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Paula, and thanks to all your listeners for being with us tonight. Oh, awesome. Well, and I also want to thank our On the Right Road sponsors. Of course, Right Road Kids and Right Road Productions. You can always reach us at rightroadkids.org. Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team. Oh my gosh, they have been, Lori's been such a blessing. You can reach her actually at mydallashomeinfo.com. She's based out of Dallas, Texas, but she's a global realtor. So anywhere in the world that you want to be, she can help connect you and she's got a heart of gold, and she'll make miracles happen for you. Also, Nair, you can reach them at Nair.org, N-A-E-I-R.org, and also Seatsack, of course. You can reach them at Seatsack.com. That's S-E-A-T-S-A-C-K.com. Also, a reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars. The next Live on the Right Road show will be in two weeks on Sunday, April 3rd. I'm here with you live every first and third Sunday of the month, same bat time, same bat channel on Voice America Empower. And like I always like to do, I want to share just a couple of nuggets from my heart that you can take with you into the week. The first one, and I'm just going to share a couple here, but as parents and teachers, I just want to encourage you every day when you wake up, remember to take a deep breath and remember first thing every day that time is going by so 
quickly. Make sure to take what Amy calls that mind, body, and soul time with your children every day. It's one of the few things that I believe if you have not done at the end of your life, you will feel a huge cavernous hole. Now, you're not going to be bummed out about not getting that one more client. You're not going to be bummed out about not having posted that one added Facebook post, but you will be devastated if you realize you've missed moments with and truly knowing your child and I'm getting choked up and truly guiding them on the right road. And it's up to us to guide our children on the right road. So take the time to do that. Focus on what's the prioritize that in your life no matter how busy you are the crux of the matter is that's what's the most important also help your kids find what I call and also Amy does in her book their inner voice what their gut tells them not just going along with the crowd and I feel one of the best ways we can do this is by living by example for them to see stand up for what's right even if it's difficult let them see you live that with your inner voice and it will help them find theirs now if you're struggling with this entitlement issue in your home or your classroom reach out and ask for help in Amy's book I just can't say it enough the me 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 epidemic is a great place to start every single page is filled with real help and tools and she is not paying me to say this uh, you know I will tell you if I believe in something and this book is extraordinary again it's called the me 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 epidemic it's by Amy McCready and tonight I feel was just a springboard for really addressing this whole thing we just touched the surface so check that out and also remember that you are not alone you are part of the right road family we're all here to support each other and uplift each other and I just pray that you'll remember that every single day on that note I've got one more giveaway for this evening and just as a reminder we've got the 10 uh, kindness kits so far open and we've got two of Amy's books and eight of my Bella's Bunch books and remember that we'll announce all the recipients from tonight's On the Right Road giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow again if you're listening to a replay after our live air date tonight Sunday March 20th the giveaways will of course be closed but we've always got fun daily happening for you on our Right Road Kids uh, Facebook page and on our website and everything. So never worry about any of that. Um, okay, so giveaway number three, it's open. This one is specifically open to all teachers in the United States listening to On the Right Road right now. I have five of those sought-after Right Road Teacher Survival Boxes. Each is filled with new school supplies donated by another of our wonderful sponsors, of course, Nair. And each is valued at well over $100. So there will be five teacher recipients, and each will receive one of those huge teacher survival boxes. So you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening to enter. The offer will be posted right now by Marcy. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the post. It'll be open until just after the end of the show till 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Again, make sure that you include that code word listening as part of your comment. And on that note, I just pray that tonight's program has been a blessing and inspiration beyond measure for you. Again, a springboard to truly addressing this entitlement issue in your 
families, in your schools, in your classrooms. I, I just, I love and care about you all so much. And I just, I get so excited. I'm so thankful that you're all here listening with us tonight. Again, I want to thank Amy McCready, my amazing guest this evening on The Right Road. Thanks to Right Road team member Marcy for the wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Of course, she's always here for us. And thank you to my amazing engineer, Justin, and the whole Voice America team for providing this wonderful radio station for for me to be here on the air with you all. Thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And in case you've missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it with friends, this episode, of course, will be available to listen to or download for free. And we'll post that link on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. Also, watch for the Click and Listen giveaway that we'll do based on this episode probably next weekend. So even if you're listening now, you'll still be able to click and listen and enter that giveaway too. Um, Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, April 3rd. In between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page or our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, April 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Remember to make sure that all the kids in your life and everyone in your life truly feels like they belong, that they're significant, and that they're loved. Love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.